Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Paul. And we're going to challenge you to transform your financial future through the principles of the most profitable business in the world, banking. We believe everyone should be involved in two businesses, the business that you're in and the banking business. Everyday people can replicate what bankers have been doing for centuries to leverage capital and build wealth through private lending. Join us as we uncover the truths about money, expose lies and myths, and flip conventional financial advice on its head. Here we go. Well, hey, Paul, welcome back and uh, happy Memorial Weekend, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, definitely a, a weekend every year that uh, you kind of reflect on, you know, the pals that uh, that you've served with and that uh, are no longer here. And um, I remember being in flight school in 2002 and some colonel telling us, you know, look around you, um, you know, one of you may not be here 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, because you'll, because you'll, because you'll perish in a crash or yeah. you'll get shot down or whatever. And, uh, he was right. Yep. No, absolutely. I think any, any of our military brothers and sisters listening, uh, can relate because if you're in the military long enough, you're going to experience that. You know, I've got classmates from the Academy. I've got a, a, a pilot training buddy who, uh, is no longer around, you know, left behind a, uh, a wife, a son, and an unborn daughter. Um, so, yeah, man, it's uh, it's one of those somber times to to really reflect. Um, but it's also I, I love to see people enjoying the weekend too. And yeah, I mean that's, that's what it's what, all about, right? Yep, the American right. way of life. That's right. And enjoy the enjoy the freedoms we have, albeit perhaps shrinking occasionally. Yeah, while we have them. Yeah. Well, and you've been out on the boat this weekend, right? Yeah, we spent, uh, what's today, Monday? So we spent yesterday and Saturday on the boat all day. Uh, met some new friends, our, our boat neighbors down there. Uh, on the, on the, we have our boat on a lift. Mm -hmm. So it's great. We just go down there, uncover it, lower it in the water and go. But, but our two neighbors, um, great, great people. Um, so we hung out with them at the sandbar and, or party cove, whatever you want to call it. And it was just a, just a good time. People having a good time kids everywhere you know they could walk around in the sandbar it's like three and a half feet deep so yeah. it was it was awesome well everybody's friends out on the lake that's right there's, there's no road rage out on the lake um yeah i, I uh, ended up seeing top gun 2 this weekend and wow that movie was awesome so as a as an air force fighter pilot um when i watch those movies you watch those military movies and same for anybody in the military. You watch them and you just kind of smirk and you laugh underneath yeah. your breath because you're like, that is so fake. And and granted, there's plenty of that in the movie that's like, you know, these jets would never be flying that close together or something like that. Um, or you would never say that to another pilot because they already know that. But they're saying it for the audience and doing it for the audience. And I just enjoyed the the heck out of that. That was an, It was an incredible movie. So if you haven't seen Top Gun 2, go see it. You will not be disappointed. That's refreshing because there's just been a lot of garbage coming out of Hollywood the last couple of years. Just like they keep remaking, you know, the same movie over and over again. You know, yeah. How many Batmans can we possibly have? You know, what do we have? Seven different Batmans? And they always and... get like 30 minutes longer. Yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> stick with the original with Michael Keaton from like 1989 yeah, or whatever. I'm Batman. Yep. <laughs> that was classic. Yeah. Well, th this movie's great. There's no wokeness in it. Um, and there's... They they do they repeat a lot of stuff from the first one. I'm not going to spoil anything here, but it's not cheesy. It's not like oh they're just retreading this. It's like that's part of the 
Right. It's part of the story. It's part of the story and they redo it and it's perfect. Um, and even so we got home from that movie and uh, Hannah had never seen Top Gun 1. Or she, she was like, I haven't seen it in a long time. So we actually watched Top Gun 1. Well, she is young. Yeah, she's young. Well, it came out like two years before she was born. Uh, but <laughs> so the, but the, the gal, his new gal, uh, you know, female Jennifer, interest in the movie. Um, Jennifer Connelly, right? Penny. Yeah, her name is Penny. Well, she was referenced twice in Top Gun 1. She was the Admiral's daughter. Admiral's daughter. Admiral's Penny, daughter. Penny Benjamin. Penny Benjamin. So I never knew that until we got home and watched Top Gun 1. I was like, that's that's who they were talking Penny about. Benjamin. That's so, yeah, so it funny. Was, it's really cool. They connect a lot of dots. Um, that's, uh, that's a lot of fun. Love it. So, they did that with Cobra Kai as well. Yeah, that's uh, a good show. Yeah. Yeah, so awesome. I can't wait to see it, man. We, hell, we might go see it today. <laughs> yeah, go see it, man. Uh, you'll probably have to buy tickets beforehand because I think it broke uh, Memorial Wing Weekend box office records. Yeah. So. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Again, go see it in the theaters too. Don't wait till it. You can watch it from home. Yeah. You got to see. Yeah, this we are in the theaters. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. So let's talk about something else we love besides Memorial Weekend and Top Gun Two. Um, IBC and the Infinite Banking concept. We love IBC. So we thought we would just spend a few minutes here going through, you know, some of the, the big reasons we love it. And we could, you know, this episode could be hours long, but uh, we'll keep it to the normal length. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the things I love most about it is I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed about money. I'm not stressed about the market. Um, you know, whether the market performs well or not, it, it makes no difference to me personally. Uh, or very little difference. Um, now, I don't want anybody to suffer, so I don't like it when the market tanks because so many people put so much of their, their wealth into, into the market. So I, I never like to see it tank. But when it does, you know, it, it's nothing but, but an opportunity for me, and it doesn't hurt my bottom line whatsoever. So you know, I have true financial peace. Can I, can I say that term? On here. Well, did you graduate from that? I actually did. Yeah, I am yeah. a financial peace graduate. Um, and then I, uh, you know, that was like grammar school. And then I advanced to, <laughs> you know, post grad and then uh, graduate, graduate and post grad and all that. So, yeah, but I, I really do have a lot of peace in my life financially. And I would say IBC is the foundational reason for that. Yes. The, what always comes up when, when we are talking finances, sometimes we'll talk it in the office, actually quite often, because there are a bunch of, bunch of lieutenant colonels getting ready to retire in the next two to three years. And, in, you know, the market's going to come up. Hey, Paul, you know, whatever. And I just, I just am mildly interested by any of it. Like I hear it on the radio, on the way to driving the kids to school or something. I just don't care for my own part, like it's just mildly interesting. Oh, the market dipped, it's down 500 or it's down a thousand or it's, I just, it doesn't affect me, right? Yeah. I have literally zero money in the stock market now um, or next to nothing, right? So yeah, it, uh, having most of your capital in a place that you can control and that's never gonna decrease in value is super powerful. And it does, it gives you, it gives you fini financial peace. Yes, sir. Yeah. And you know, one of those things is uh, that gives me peace is I, I never lose money. 
So every day I can log in and see that my cash value has, you know, usually increased uh, from day to day. I'm never going to lose money because once that cash value hits the account and shows up as cash value, it will never decrease from there. It's just, it won't happen. Now you're available, your loanable value will as you utilize loans, but what's actually in there working for you forever, uninterrupted compound growth, like that amount will never decrease and it will only increase. So I, I love that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and what, what folks, if you're just like listening to this episode, what Dave's talking about is life insurance cash value, you know, he pays premiums, those premiums create death benefit and they create cash value and that value can never go down, ever. Right. It will only increase. Only increase. Yeah. Now, what about just the fact that we're building something really, really good for ourselves and our family? Like, we know that. So that, that always makes me feel good is I know what I'm doing is good for the long-term health and wealth of my family. Yeah, no question. I think, you know, we hang, we hang around with exclusively a lot of IBC people, people doing it, people practicing it, either as clients or as agents. And what we all have in common is, is, is creating generational wealth. And again, we're not talking about, hey, we're the, the Vanderbilts and we're just going to, you know, squander our money and build mansions everywhere and, and just live, um, live a crazy lifestyle. That's not what we're talking about, right? With, you know, with this education comes, you know, there's responsibility if you're going to inherit, you know, a significant amount of income. So there's a whole education piece that comes and it's lifelong, right? You know, our kids, we, we talk about this all the time is our children hear us talking about it. We talk about it with them. And that's also, that also creates wealth in another way where you give them the tools to actually handle a volume of money that they otherwise wouldn't enjoy had we not, you know, purchased or, you know, gone all in on this, this type of product. Right. And those conversations, our kids are going to grow up with the, the benefit of just having been around this kind of mindset and these conversations on a, on a daily basis, uh, throughout their formative years to the point where a lot of this stuff is going to become second nature or completely obvious to them. And they're going to get to that age where, you know, maybe when they're young adults and their friends start talking about money and investing and, and qualified plans and benefits and all this stuff. And my kids will, will probably look at them with a pretty interesting look like, wait, wait, don't Why are you, you doing know that? this? Why are you doing yeah. that? Don't you know about this? And yeah, they're just going to be, it's just going to be normal for them to think differently about money and the That's way right. wealth is built. Yeah, the conventional way that everyone else is doing, like who are, you know, stuck in perpetual middle class generations, it's going to seem foreign to our children. Yeah. And that's and that's awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad. Yep, it really is. Um, another thing I love about IBC is that I always have somewhere to save my money other than so inside somebody else's bank. Like I always have loans out against my cash value because I'm I'm utilizing it. I'm putting that money to work somewhere whether it's uh, my big purchases in life or my private lending um, that we both do a lot of. But so that, that means I always have kind of a, you can think of it as like a giant hole in the ground that I've dug by taking these loans. And now I can fill that hole up anytime I have 
an influx of cash that I don't need to spend this month. So I always have somewhere that I could just throw that money, put it back in that hole, fill that hole back up, um, and have that money protected, have that money working for me, and um, and not in somebody else's bank. So I, I love that. And what people don't realize is, is you know, every dollar that you pay in premium is a dollar that will be tax advantaged for the rest of its life, for the life of that policy. It's a dollar that you won't have to deal with the IRS over. It's a dollar that will have uninterrupted compound interest growth for the life of that policy. So it's all these all these little hidden gems that go into this product that people just, they just don't know because they're not being told about it. Um, so that begs the question, you know, I want to get as much money don't I want to get as much money as I can into these things for as long as I can? Right. right. I want to pay premium for seven years and like, all right, I'm done. Like, no, I'm paying premium until I die. And I'm going to pay a lot of premium until I die because I know the value, right? And I know the, there's like a little secret that until IBC, until the light bulb goes off, you don't realize. And then yeah. once the light bulb goes off, you're like, oh, that's what Paul was talking about. That's what Dave was talking about. You're like, yes. Yeah. And then it becomes obvious. So obvious to them that, oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Why would I ever want to cut the legs off of my financial foundation and not have a contractual right to continue paying premium if I choose to? Because even when you're retired, you're going to have an income, right? You cannot retire without an income. Your income is just going to be passive. It's, you're not going to be working for it anymore. It's just going to be paid out to you from you know whatever your investments or savings plan had been up to that point. Uh, even Social Security is an income, so you're still going to make an income. And if you built something where you can now funnel that income before you spend it into something that's going to instantly give you a three, four, five hundred percent return on your money, which at that point it very well could, um, then why would you not do that and then pull that cash out uh, or take a loan against that cash to use? To spend. Yeah, so let's unpack that for the for the audience real quick. You just said, you know, basically you were saying, hey, later in the policy's life, maybe you've been paying premium for 30 or 40 years, and you know, you make your premium payment that year or, or that month. Let's just say you're paying annually and you, you've paid um, round numbers, you pay ten thousand dollars in premium and the policy's four let's say it's forty years old. You just said like four hundred percent. What what did you mean by that? What I meant by that is that every year you have one of these policies it becomes more and more efficient. So, and, and there's nothing you can do to stop that. So by time you're 30, 40 years into this, if it's been designed correctly and set up correctly and you've been paying your premium every year and you still have the right to continue paying that premium, maybe your, your premium is, call it $10,000. Well, 30, 40 years from now, you put in $10,000 in premium, that 10,000 is going to create in cash value Thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, or more in cash value that you can now leverage and and take out via a cash value loan to spend on what on retirement, and it's a tax free gain that you're enjoying right there. That's right? right. So that's what that's what I mean. And speaking of tax free, that's another thing I love about this is that it's not reportable to the IRS if you use it properly. Let's caveat with that, that if you're taking loans and you're not surrendering your cash value and you haven't allowed your policy to become a modified endowment contract, which we won't get into details of that, but 
let's just say that's a very important thing. So you got to make sure you're working with somebody who knows what they're doing when they set this up. Mm -hmm. um, you will never pay taxes on any of that gain. And if you're talking getting a 500% return when you're in your retirement years and you don't have to pay taxes on that and you can spend that freely as income and never pay it back at that point, um, then how big of a policy do you want? You want a small policy or a large policy? I want a large policy. Right. Right. Yeah, it's no like building no. a business. If you start out building a business and you know it's going to be successful because that's what these plans are, like you know this is going to be successful if you put in the work up front, right? So then would you, when you're starting out, do you wanna build a small business or a big business? That's right, you wanna be as big as you can, as profitable as you can. Right, Crazy. exactly. So, um, I, I think we already hit on the market. That's another one we have on our list is we don't care what the market's doing. Uh, we're really impervious to it. Um, and um, I'm, I'm not, just not stressed. Again, going back to being stress-free. It's kind of a stress-free free life once you get yeah. up to this point. It has tremendous value. I mean, you can't put a rate of return on having, <clears throat> you know, having that contractual access to the capital when you need it. No, it's never going to decrease in value. That has It has tremendous value uh, because a lot of people, you know, one of the number one stressors in life, in everyday Americans, right, is, is finances, right? And um, it's nice to have to not really think about that as much as maybe most folks. Yeah, exactly. One of the greatest things about this and something that you and I both take major advantage of is the fact that our capital is there when we need it. It's not locked away. We don't have to ask permission to access it. We don't have to pay penalties to access it. Uh, it's there. And all we do is submit a loan request. It's called a request, but it's more like a loan directive. Like, hey, send me my money. Um, or actually, send me your money. Send me your money. Send me your money. And they <laughs> say, I'm first okay. in line for that money. And they say, where, how much and where do we send it? Uh, and, and that's really just how it works. No credit checks, nothing like that. No, no restrictions. Like, if I lose my job, and um, if you lose your job, is a bank ever going to lend you money? No. No, because they don't think you can pay it back because you don't have active income. So, I mean, I have a, a client who's doing very well financially, and he has a lot of home equity. And he went to, he, he had a strategy to, to go get a HELOC, home equity line of credit, utilize that cash for private lending or for overfunding his policy in the first year. Um, that's not a strategy that should, you know, that, that I would recommend for everybody. But for certain people, um, you know, if they know how to use their credit wisely, then they can, they can put it to use in a, sure. um, in a very smart way. Uh, anyway, solid financials, a lot of equity in a home. He went to the bank. They won't, they won't give him an, uh, a HELOC. So he's got all that equity, but he can't access it. So yep. equity is only good if you can access it. That's it. <clears throat> you know, that I've had that conversation with several clients over the last few years. And depending on where we are in time and space, the HELOC may not be an option, despite, again, your example. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the banks are the, <clears throat> they're the gatekeepers, right? They, you know, they're the, they're the masters of the gold, right? The golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rules, right? So home equity is great, but it has no value unless it's being put to use. Whether you pull it out in cash via a, a refinance uh, 
type of scenario or, you know, a HELOC scenario. But otherwise, it's what I call, uh, I call it dead money. Yeah. It is dead money. And if it's your primary residence, it doesn't add to your net worth either. Sorry. Yeah, not not for purposes of being a... Um Accredited investor. Accredited investor, for sure. But a lot of people do put that on their, you know, it's on their asset column. They have all this home equity, and they may be a millionaire on paper. But are you truly a millionaire if you can't spend a million dollars? No. And I think, you know, and this is kind of getting off top, but I think a good measure, and I know there's a few of our friends that think like this as well, a good measure of, of, of wealth not isn't necessarily like a net worth um calculation it's more of a hey what's your monthly cash flow that's passive you know if you could like you said if you could stop can you stop working and still live yeah that's now, a true measure of wealth right it, it's essentially a disability policy so i'm uh, i'm writing my first disability insurance policy and uh, kind of getting into that as well it's just another thing to offer a lot of yeah. people we really don't think about it uh, but until you have that cash flow built up, that passive income built up to the point that you can stop working and still receive enough money to cover your expenses and, and hopefully then some, until you reach that point, disability insurance is, is a great way to fill that gap. Just like term life insurance is a great way to fill the human life value gap until you have enough whole life insurance in place to completely Absolutely. cover it. Yep. So, yeah. So there you go. Um, I got to throw disability insurance in there. So, <laughs> didn't even plan on that. Um, another thing is you, we really get to make decisions from a position of strength. Like when you have cash, when you have access to capital, you don't have to play by the bank's terms if you choose not to. So you can go out and uh, buy a new vehicle and you can either use bank financing and if you don't like the terms of the financing, then you just pay cash, right? But you're not paying your own, you're not using your own cash, right? You borrow the insurance company's money, pay cash, so you, you are gonna own the title on that truck, not the insurance company. Once that cash, that loan is paid to you, you get to use it for whatever you want. You have 100% ownership of it. That's right. So that's the great thing. You buy that car with cash, own the title, own that truck, free and clear, and then you make those payments back to the insurance company that just refills your line of credit. So and guess what? You're part owner of that insurance company, aren't you? Right. Yeah. So you're benefiting from the profit they're making for, on you because they're going to charge you a nominal interest rate and that profit is going to be returned to you at the end of the year uh, via dividends, non-guaranteed right. dividends, but most likely you're going to receive dividends. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, you get to make that decision. Just like, um, you know, we've talked about this before, but a lot of people want to have their house paid off in 15 years. They get a 15-year mortgage, right? So you're making, you know, maybe 50, 60% more in a monthly payment to the bank to get that thing paid off in half the time. Well, is having the house paid off really the ultimate goal? Or is having the ability to pay that house off at any time would that also satisfy your goal? So that's, it's really most people want that paid off for peace of mind. But I, I, would I you still have right. peace of mind if you had a big chunk of capital available that could pay that off at any given moment, if you choose to? 
Yeah, when you look at any type of natural disaster scenario, and Katrina always comes to mind where, okay, you had a paid off house, but maybe you didn't have the liquidity that you needed when your house was destroyed and you were displaced and the insurance companies might've been taking a long time to pay out because there's a million claims and they're, they're going through claims process for a lot of people and it's just slow and you're like, oh my God, I have no, I have no money, right? I have no liquid cash that I can rely on. So I'm with you, Dave. I'm, I've, t I've said this before, I'll, I'll likely never pay off my, my, my forever home that we're gonna start building here in a couple of years. I'll yeah. likely never pay that thing off. I'll take the equity as it increases, I'm gonna pull the equity out and put it in a place that I can control. And guess what? It's going to be in a dividend paying whole life insurance contract. That's where my equity is gonna reside. Yeah, and but then, you'll never, and you'll never place yourself in a position where you can't pay off that house. That's right. If you need to, you'll be able to, you know, recall your money, access your capital, and, and pay that completely off if you choose to. But the yep. fact is, you're always going to be able to find a better use for those dollars by putting them to work, making more dollars for you, as opposed to throwing them in the walls of your house. I don't think any anybody in you know that, that was affected by Katrina what was it 2005, 2006, five, I think. I don't think anybody uh, said, thank God I had my house paid off. Nobody said that. Nope. No. People, they, they, you know, they probably regretted having their house paid off and not having that money in their, in their, you know, somewhere they could access it. I wanted to say in their bank, but I don't want you to put all your money in the bank. But right. somewhere you can access it to, to get through those times. Exactly. And Yeah, and a quick... A quick caveat, you know, that strategy works for me, right? The never pay off my retirement house strategy because I'm not going to squander that money, right? I'm going to put it in a place, right? I'm going to pay it in premium, right? The extra money that I would have to pay off the house with, let's say, uh, that's going to be premium dollars. So I'm going right. to be productive with that money. I'm not going right. to squander it and go buy a Ferrari or something or some other yeah. purchase, well, you're, right? You're not just productive, but you're, you're not going to be speculating with that money either. No. You're no, gonna it's going it, to be in a right guaranteed asset, right? Yes, you're going to be putting it somewhere that it's guaranteed. So, That's right. and there's absolutely nothing wrong. I think you know a great strategy for most people is to have their house paid off in in their retirement years. Sure. Um, but my parents and my in-laws have paid off houses, and guess what? It's great. Yeah, but realize you could have your house completely paid off. Are your property taxes going to continue to go up? Yep. Yep. And what happens if you can't make your property tax payment? Some you find year. out that that house isn't yours. You'll find out that house isn't yours. And then if you can't access all the equity you have in that house, you're probably going to be forced to sell. Yeah. And a lot of retirees have no, they have either, maybe they'll have a pension or social security or, or they have, they're living off their investments, but they, they don't have a lot of income for a bank to look at and say, yeah, I'll give that dude a HELOC on that $400,000 house. Right. Exactly. They're not going to, they're not going to get that loan. No, so your your options are very limited at that point. It's probably going to be now you got to sell, now you got to move, now you got to you know you're not living in in the house you thought you'd die in. Got to move in with my son in his basement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they usually move in with daughters because I think daughters usually take care of their parents uh, more often than sons do. But you know, if you don't have any sisters, then you do though. Um, but who knows? They'll probably go to you anyway, because you'll have the big house. You'll have the big, uh, you'll probably can build a grandma suite out of yeah. some acreage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you're a good son. So there you go. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. 
Um, and what do one of the, the biggest things I love about this and the reason you and I both got into this business in the first place is because we get to help other people discover a better way, a, a different way to think about money and, you know, and, and a better way to go about it. So we, we get to teach them how to add something to their life, how to add another asset to their life and get to continue doing the same thing they're still doing right now. If they choose to, this is just putting one more step in place in that flow of money that's going to build something great for them and their family long term. No, ab absolutely. And just by the virtue of being in a, you know, in a group environment, whether it's at work or at lunch or just, you know, you're hanging around people and talking about what you do and how you think about it. Uh, you indirectly, you never know, but you, you help people by, you know, your blog posts on, on LinkedIn or, or on Facebook or whatever. Those are, those are helping people and people are reaching out. You know, I had this scenario recently, um, one of my, one of my coworkers, we were just chit chatting. He's a very bright, smart guy. And, um, you know, discovered that his, that his mom had a, an old whole life insurance policy that was still in force. And she was saying, Hey, I don't want, I just want to pull the cash out of it and, and shut down the policy for the cash. And due to our discussions, he knew that he could take over ownership, take over the payments of the premium. Uh, you know, of course with her authorization, right. And he's like, Hey ma, I'll just give you the cash value, whatever the cash value is worth. I'll give you that right now in cash, or I'll pay it to you as a monthly, you know, kind of like an annuity. But I'll I'll do that for you. I'll take over the ownership of the policy and the premiums, and then he'll you know he'll have a windfall, a you know, an income tax free windfall at some point when eventually his mom does pass. Mm -hmm. um, but he never would have been in that mindset had we just not been chit chatting about IBC, whole life insurance, term life insurance, investing, you know, whatever it was we were chatting about. But that that put that little bug in his ear, and he just he had that that knowledge to know what what was in the realm of possible, and I. He was so thankful the other day and I just, you know, it's just a great, you know, made me feel good. I was like, hey, you're welcome, brother. Like, good, good on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's great when people see the light, the light bulb goes off and they start looking at things from a different perspective and you start seeing things you never would have seen before. Absolutely. Uh, had you not been educated just a little bit. So no question. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I think that's pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good place to stop. So, hey, a lot of things we love about this concept and we'll continue preaching them. We'll continue uh, sharing everything we love and we learn and we know about this uh, as we go on. So uh, as always, if, if anybody listening has any questions, if you have any questions, any comments, uh, send them in to our email in the comments. Um, oh, you got a visitor back there. Uh, yeah, we just let <laughs> we just let the little dog in. Yeah. All right. You can make an appearance. Yeah, make an appearance if, uh, an appearance, if you're watching Remy, this on YouTube. He's 14. There he is. There's Remy. Uh, what's up? <laughs> hey, little guy. Remy, that's the name of the DJ on one of the local stations here. We named him after Jerry Remy, uh, Boston Red Sox second baseman from like the early 80s. Oh, sounds about right. Yeah, Boston guy. Yep. Well, cool. All right, Paul. Hey, enjoy the rest of this weekend, brother. And we'll talk to you next week. You too, pal. I'll see you. Right. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle on a future episode, please send us an email to David and Paul at theibcguys.com. And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.